Retirement savings for the hustle. Making that money work. Work. It's Brian Preston, the money guy. Restoring order to your financial chaos. Retirement, investing, taxes. You've got financial questions. He's got financial answers. It's Brian Preston, the money guy. So one thing I think that's beautiful, if you're just listening to this out there in audio world work and you don't actually uh, watch the shows, we've had a lot of people in our live streams talk about how every time Brian does the intro, he always throws his hands up like he's about to drop a crazy rap album. And that was just maybe one of the best. Uh, (laughs) But you know what? We're talking about hustling, so I think that makes perfect sense for what we're going to talk about today. So here's, here's the vision I want everybody to have. I know... Anybody who and you either could be, you started this, is that this is going to be your full-time position, or your person says, I need to make some extra money, mm-hmm. and you got this side hustle. You go At one point, you're going to realize, I'm making money, and I like making money, and I don't want to share it completely with the government. That's fair enough. Plus, I'd like to have some money for the future. Yep. Uh, this whole thing of deferred gratification and being successful, I, I'm, I'm ready to, to kind of make my money work for me. So here's what I want you guys to understand. Just like there's an order of operations for you, every dollar that you have in your army of dollar bills, there's also going to be an order of operations for what type of retirement plan. Because if you want to maximize the tax savings, you are going to want a retirement plan for your side hustle or for your new business, make that money work. And we're going to help you figure that out today. If you're someone who's self-employed or if you're someone who just does something on the side, this show's for you. We're going to kind of walk you through starts. Or if you're just someone who wants to know more about this stuff because you have family members ask you questions, uh, we just want to kind of load you up with what they are, what the progression is, and how you can use them to your benefit. So three big questions you need to ask yourself to try to figure out what type of retirement plan you ought to do for your for your side hustle in your business. The first question is, how much can I save? It's a, it's a huge one. I mean, that's really the, I would say that's probably the most important question that's going to lend itself as to what plan makes the most and sense. And I always tell people, this is where you do need to have a little bit of a midterm mindset. And the fact that I don't want you making this decision off of what you made this year, what you think you'll make next year. I want you to think three to five years in the future. Because right. it doesn't make any sense for you to set up this design and then it's you've outgrown it mm-hmm. two years later, and yep. you incurred expenses, costs, as well as you have this account that's now going to be abandoned and might screw up planning opportunities in the future. So think about this in a three- to five-year chunk when you're figuring out how much you think you can save. Perfect. Um, do you have employees? This is going to come into play. You're going to see this is huge when you're trying to figure out what you can save for yourself or set up for your new business or your side hustle. Do you have employees? Uh, important distinction is when we say employees, we mean, do you have people that you pay a wage to that you tell them where they got to be, what time they have to be there and how they have to do it? If you have independent contractors or you have folks like that that you pay, that's different than having employees in-house. Don't get sideways on that, though. I don't want you guys taking risks. Sure. You understand, if you do tell somebody when and where and how they're going to do, do the job, they're probably a W-2 employee. Right. So pay attention to that because that's something I used to have to give seminar presentations on people trying to skirt those payroll sure. taxes. So, so be careful. The IRS realizes that too, so you want to pay attention. And then the third question is, are you a participant or eligible for a retirement plan maybe for another job? Because a lot of times you start a new business, 
you might still be working a day job and you have access to a retirement plan with your employer. That doesn't mean all your avenues are closed, but it's definitely something you need to take into account so that you don't screw something up when you're setting up these retirement plans. I want to then kind of transition after you answer those three big questions. What does the typical journey look like? Remember I was talking about that order of operations. There's typically a checklist you're going to go through of how you want to hit these retirement plans. And you want to kind of look at them, give them a nod to know if this is something you should move forward with, or maybe you've progressed past this. So, Bo, the first one, I want to let you go through the first one because I'll be honest, when I was doing show prep, I overlooked this one. And And this is like the most basic one. It's almost like... You know, not putting a bass line in an awesome song, but it just doesn't work I, without it. But see, that's what's so beautiful, and, we, and that, is, that is so beautifully stated, because I think most folks, when they think about retirement planning, they immediately jump to number four or five. They don't think about number one. Mm-hmm. The most easy and most common and most simplest form of a retirement plan out there that exists for most people is just a regular IRA an individual retirement account, and they come in two varieties. There's a traditional IRA, which has a pre-tax benefit, and there's a Roth IRA. Tax-free! Which has a tax-free benefit. Uh, This year, in 2019, you can put $6,000 into either of them, unless you're someone who's over 50, there's a $1,000 catch-up, you can put $7,000. And both of these can be funded in addition to other retirement plans. So if you do have... Uh, a 401k or a 403b or something like that, you can fund a traditional versus a Roth. So the traditional is actually the more complicated one, believe it or not. Roth is pretty easy. Traditional is the one that gets a little wonky because you can do two different types of traditional IRA contributions. You can do a deductible traditional IRA contribution, which means you put your money in, you get a tax benefit for that. Or sometimes the government won't let you do a deduction. So you have to do a after-tax or non-deductible traditional IRA contribution. Well, how do I know if I can deduct my traditional IRA? See, this I knew your glasses. And there's so many. And I have the answer right here, but it, it's it is one of those things. It's based upon whether you're single, whether you're married, right. and what your income is, and whether you have access to another retirement plan through a, an employer. That's why I so said it's a complicated. There's one. multiple facets to this thing. I'll give you the numbers because you guys know we have the answers. But it's just sometimes it's easier to look this stuff up and then find it. But here, here's the thing. If you're single, you don't have access. Well, here's the thing. If you don't have, if neither spouse is covered or you're single, you can deduct your IRA right. contribution. It's so, not so that long as you deal. don't have access to another retirement plan, your contribution is deductible. So you have a side hustle, make a gazillion dollars a year, and you don't have a retirement plan, you can deduct a traditional IRA contribution. Now, if you have access to another plan and you're a single person, it phases out between $63,000 and $73,000, whether you get a full deduction or a partial deduction. That's That's where the income phases out. If you're married... Look, it depends upon if one spouse has access, if another spouse doesn't have access, but know that um, it it phases out depending upon if both spouses are covered. It's $100,000 to $121,000. If it's one or the other, if one spouse is covered um, for the non-covered spouse, it's $189,000. Hundred eighty nine thousand to one hundred ninety nine thousand for for the deduction. So here here's the answer. Did you see there's, how it's all? There's a window with a traditional IRA. If you're someone who's self employed, or if you're someone who has a side hustle, there's a chance that a traditional IRA might make sense for you, but to fit in that specific window. Roth IRAs are actually much easier. The general rule is, if you make under X dollars 
And I want to say in 2019, it's for a married couple, it's... 193 to 203,000 is where it phases out. Okay. For a single person, it's 122,000 to 137,000. Much easier to give you those numbers. It's a watermark. Under that, you can do a Roth IRA. Over that, you cannot put money directly into a Roth IRA. So if we didn't put you to sleep with all the income thresholds, I want to talk about now after you do, definitely go through the checklist because here's the cool thing. With IRA contributions, even if you now graduate past the IRA contribution, there's another level you can go to with your savings. But check off the IRAs first. The next one is for typically a side hustle business, SEP IRA is going to be the first thing you look at. And you want to know the reason why people use SEP IRA as their first stop on that train stop of retirement savings? is usually because they meet with their CPA or they meet with their financial person and they get their first tax bill because the company's making money. And they're like, oh my oh. God, I owe that much? And you're like, yeah, well, there's got to be a way I don't have to pay that much money. And then the, the, somebody who will say, well, guess what? There's not a DeLorean with a, a flux capacitor, but there is a retirement savings vehicle that literally lets you go back in time, and that is the SEP IRA because you can fund a SEP IRA and it can go back in time for the previous tax year all the way up to the extended tax filing deadline. As long as you filed a tax extension, right. you can. it's October, October of 15th, the following yeah. year, you can fund your SEP IRA. So these things are incredible. If you're looking at pros of SEP IRAs, they go back in time. So one of the only options I can think of besides like a traditional, traditional IRA that lets you go back in time, um, you can even use this if you – participate in another retirement plan. A lot of people, this is your stop. If you have a side hustle, you have a 401k through your employer of your day job, and you still have enough outside income that you want to try to hide it and use it and save it for future retirement purposes and financial independence, SEP IRA is going to let you use it for the side hustle too. You can also typically, there's a whole calculation, especially if you're not taking wages, if it's all self-employment calculation, there is a calculation, but typically comes in somewhere between 18 to 25% of the profit you can put into um, the retirement plan right. with a SEP IRA. Here's, here's the cons, because there are cons. We're going to give you the good. We're going to give you the bad. The cons are it gets expenses if you have, expensive if you have employees. That's so right. if you have employees, those W-2 employees, it gets a little iffy on if you're going to do a SEP IRA. And here's why. If you decide as the business owner you want to put in 10% of your salary, or 10% of what you make in a SEP, you got to do the same thing for your employees. Yep. That's what we mean when we say it gets expensive. So, and then also, it does take it, it does not take advantage of any salary deferrals. You Meaning know, the employer is the only one that puts money. You as the employee don't get to put money in. The employee in. puts no money in. It's all employer funded. And then here's a big one as we talk, get into more advanced planning strategies. It eliminates your ability to do tax-free Roth um, contributions if your income is over that level. Because right. anytime you have IRA assets, it probably is going to mess up your ability to do a non, I mean, a traditional IRA contribution, a non-deductible traditional IRA, and then convert it to a Roth right. at a later time. So who is who is someone that a SEP IRA makes sense for? A single business owner with no employees who really can probably save right about 20% of what they make, 20% yeah. of their net operating income. Probably not a whole lot more than that. Or if you're looking for a deduction for last year. Or if you're year. trying to catch it's, up on last year. That happens all the time. So the third stop on this train stop of financial independence is the Solo 401k. This is my favorite. I like Solo 401ks. And here's the pros. They do allow you to save just as much as a SEP IRA. Mm -hmm. Plus, that's right, plus 
you get to do add the salary deferrals to it. You get to do the $19,000 if you're under 50, and if you're over 50, you can push that number up to $25,000 on top of the profit component, the employer-funded component like the SEP IRA has. And you even have the potential to turn these into Roth contributions on the salary deferrals if you structure it right. So that's a huge savings opportunity, up to $56,000 for the, you know, in 2019. You can add 6000 on top of that if you're over 50. So huge planning opportunity with a solo 401k. It's also got the benefits of ERISA protection. Yep. What we like about solo 401ks, when you hear the word 401k, you're like, oh, my God, i got to file an annual 5500 I've got to do this. All kind of compliance all kinds of testing and testing. And stuff. These solo 401ks, they get you out of all that as long as the plan is less than $250,000 in assets. You don't have to follow the annual tax returns. It's really simple to set these things up directly with the custodians. Um, and it also doesn't eliminate your ability to do these tax-free Roth conversion strategies right. later in the future. So pay attention to that. What's the cons, though? There's got to be a catch. Yep. Here's the catch. If you have employees outside of your spouse... Can't do it. Can't do solo 401ks. That's why they're called solo. They count you and your spouse as one person, but right. you get outside employees, you don't get to do them anymore. Has to be set up in the current tax year. So there's no DeLorean, flux capacitor, no ability to go back in time. You can fund the profit sharing in the following that's year. It. I was going to say that exact same but thing. But the right salary there. deferrals, that's got to happen, and the setup has got to happen in the, the year, even by year. end of the year. And then if you're also, if you're already participating, say you have a side hustle. You already have a 401k or a 403b that's offered at your current employer. There's what's called 415 funding limits. You don't get to, even if you work three jobs, you're the hardest working person in the world. If you have 401ks, 403bs, they all are subject to the exact same 415. That $19,000 goes across all three jobs. The only exception, if you're a doctor or you work at a university or at a hospital and you have access to a 457 and a 401k or 403b, you get a double dip dip on those. but, But with 401ks... 403Bs and solo 401Ks fall under this. There's what's called 415 funding limits. So solo 401K makes sense for the same type of person that a SEP IRA, it's a single business owner or a business on their spouse, who has the ability to save more than 20% of their income, or they need to leave open the ability to do tax-free Roth conversions. Those are kind of the two times that a solo 401K makes sense. So here's you start off with the solo 401K, but then you have some success and you realize, i got to hire some people. So the next stop, and now this one is not, the stop used to be more prominent. Now we stop for 30 seconds to load and unload passengers because people just are not using this stop like they used to. It's the simple IRA. And I will tell you, I had my first, when I set up Preston Financial, which turned into Preston and Cleveland, we had a simple IRA. sure did. Because why we like these is that they're, they kind of give you the component like a 401k of the employees get to participate mm-hmm. in their own savings through salary deferrals. Now, they are limited. They're not as cool as, as 401ks because the salary deferrals on a simple are is 13000 yep. It's not 19000 It's 13000 And the catch-up's only, what, 3000 versus right. six. So it's good. It's not, not as, as good. good. So that's one of those things that we tell people, pay attention. It's it's almost like, you know, it's, it's like the, the bicycle with training wheels. You know, that's why yeah. I look, I look yeah. at simple IRAs as a 401k with training wheels and the fact right. that they allow an employer to kind of stick their big toe into these salary deferral saving options because they have employees. So the pros are it does work like a 401k, but it's got reduced numbers on it. 
Now, if you're an employer and you're going to make available a simple IRA, one of the things you have to be willing to do, though, is you have to be willing to match your employees. Yep. You don't have to do the same thing like what you do with a SEP, where a SEP is if you put 10% of your pay, you had to do 10% for your employees. The simple gives you a little bit of reprieve there, but you do need to be willing, depending on the structure, to offer somewhere between at least 3 to 4% for your employees on a matching basis. Yeah. Giving you the, the terminology, you can do a 3% non-elective, meaning you get 3% to everybody who's eligible right. and it's based upon their compensation, or you can do a 4% matching contribution, and that money is going to be 100% vested when they're eligible and when the contributions are made. So pay attention to that. This is the way, the reason, and let me give you the cons. This will, these are reduced salary deferrals. So if you start making good income and you're profitable, you're probably going to want to skip this step because there's much bigger tax deductions for the same funding to your employees with a a, a traditional 401k. It's gotten much cheaper to do 401ks, so not as many simples are done. It also, it still counts against your 415 funding limits. Mm -hmm. So I'm once again looking at the people that have another gig somewhere else that has a 401k or 403b. And then, um, and I just kind of said this, but if you already are given a 3 to 4% match in this simple. There might be a better solution. There probably is a better solution if you're already paying those fees. And then this does eliminate your ability, if you're in a high-income situation, to do this tax-free Roth conversion strategy. Um, because this is an IRA. It falls in that IRA bucket. That's what simple IRA, SEP IRA, all these things count against that. So a simple IRA, if you're someone who has less than, uh, you have a below, is it 100 employees or 50 employees? Yeah, it's under 100. 100. If you have under 100 employees, you do a simple IRA. If you're someone who you want to be saving for the future, but maybe you can't save the full 19000 and you just want to dip your toe into the water of letting your employees have retirement plan, you're willing to do something for them, that's generally someone who a simple IRA might make sense for, but you really got to weigh that versus the 401 I'm always amazed at like law firms and others, because we've dealt with this, mm-hmm. that still stick with the old traditional simple IRA, even though these are high-income people that would get the tax savings alone from that increased salary deferral from 13000 to 19000 That's $6,000 that that partner is going to get to save for their retirement. Offset a lot of Is costs. going to pay that one partner, and sometimes these are like, Five, six, ten partners, yep. and they're still doing a traditional simple. It blows my mind because it's just it's 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 was it penny penny saved pound foolish? I don't know. I'm screwing that saying. All penny up. wise, pound foolish. There I you think. Go. Perfect. That's why I have you here, Bo. So that leaves the number five on the train stop. 401k. Welcome to the big leagues. This, this means boy. you have made. It. I actually had a sense of pride. When the first company I started had a 401k. It's a big deal. I don't know if it's because I'm a financial nerd, but I was like, this is one of those rites of passage that I actually have a legitimate company because I have a 401k. (laughs) That's legit. I mean, you really do feel like you've made it into something. Let me give you the pros on these things. It really is an open canvas Mm -hmm. on the design, um, maximum customization, maximum flexibility. You kind of... You're the master of your domain right. on how you want to structure this plan. Um, full salary deferral limits, 19000 Plus, you can do 6000 if you're over 50 If you can do the profit sharing, you can do an employer match. This thing's going to give you all kind of cool features that you're going to be able to maximize. And then you can also create, create cool separate vesting schedules. Maybe your match goes 100%. It's it's the employees immediately because you want to encourage right. them to say, but that profit sharing, you put some yep. golden handcuffs on it. That's you right. put a vesting schedule on it. Couldn't do that when we're talking about simple IRAs. Yep. You couldn't do that when we're talking about some of the other provisions. You can do that with a, with, a, you have a lot of customization. And then of course, we love ERISA protection from those creditors. 
and those type of things. What's the cons? Yep, the cons are, you know, here's the here's the reason a lot of people used to opt for simple IRAs over 401ks. They used to be a lot less expensive to administer. If you were to ask us 10, 15 years ago, it used to cost four, five, six, seven, maybe ten thousand dollars a year just to administer a 401k you plan. You could go set up a simple for 30 bucks, 50 bucks. Really, I mean, it was really, really cheap easy. to set it up with a custodian. So with a 401k, you are increasing some of the expense, although there are some really low-cost providers. We manage a number of 401k plans for a number of companies all across the country. The annual administration cost for the company we use to do that is anywhere from like $1,500 to $2,000 a year. So a really, really, really You really can make that just on your tax savings through your salary deferral as the owner of the company. So so great, but and but there is there is some additional compliance right. in the fact that you got to do a fifty five hundred, you got to pay the annual fees. That, that, that's a catch, and then it's not as easy to set up. I mean, sometimes I will tell you this is probably a great place to have somebody like us who gets yep. excited about it, is because when you get the questionnaire of designing the plan design document. There's all kind of provisions. There's last day provisions. There's discretionary. You know, the lo- do you want to offer loans? Do you want to offer the Roth option? Do you want to? I mean, there's all kind of crazy ch- choices that you'll you gotta get. Pick the investments. What type of employees do you want to exclude? Statutory employees. You know, temporary employees. Age restrictions. I mean, there's all kind of provisions that you can put into these things. And you want to get it right, and you might get a little overwhelmed with that design. There, you can get somebody to help you out with that sure. because what seems complicated, if you just have a little understanding, have a little education, and have somebody to be your tour guide, I think you can get a very good plan. You that you'll appreciate that customization, that flexibility, even though it can be overwhelming if you're uneducated That's on right. it. It actually is for your benefit if you understand it. So the folks who a 401k that makes sense for for a regular 401k makes sense for we think are folks who need some custom customization inside their retirement plan. Maybe you want to have a special matching formula. Maybe you just want to have really, really good investment, low-cost options. Maybe you want to have a retirement benefit that really gets your employees excited and it helps you recruit really top talent. Or maybe you're just someone who can save a lot of money via salary deferrals and then employer matching and then possibly profit sharing. Those kind of folks are the ones that really ought to be looking at a 401k. I want to close it out with the caboose on this retirement savings train. Okay. The, the caboose, caboose is one to save for the not, end, I Not guess. that trains even have cabooses anymore, but if you're an old-timer like me, you remember actually seeing cabooses on trains. You know, the kind of the end of the train is that defined benefit plan. If you're oh, in a yeah. very high-income situation, you know, I'm looking at the doctors, I'm looking at people who have super successful businesses, you can, and these can work in conjunction with 401ks. They can be an add-on on top of it. You can structure defined benefit type plans. Yep. You can do cash balance plans. Deferred comp. These things, way too deep for us to do on this show. But if you find that you're in those type of situations where you feel like you're paying our favorite uncle a little bit too much money, reach out to us. I yep. mean, that that is probably that enough. If you are one of these people that can save a few hundred thousand dollars. I mean, I know it's. I know there's not a ton of people that can do that. But if you are in a, in a situation where you pay a lot of taxes and you're looking for a maximum way to save, defined benefit in conjunction with some of these defined contribution plans can be a powerful tool right. in your toolbox. And we'd love for you to kind of talk to us about what those planning options are. That that alone could be a reason to take the relationship to the next level. Yep. We, we love that you guys are out there, whether you're self-employed uh, or whether you're just hustling on the side, we love that you guys are working so hard to create the income to generate that army of dollar bills. You should let your money work just as hard for you. And a great way to do that is by making sure you're taking advantage of the right retirement plan. So guys, here's your homework. I want you to go to moneyguy.com, give us your email address, sign up. I also want you to go to 
YouTube, mm-hmm. you got to subscribe. I mean, this is the last recording we're doing in here. Um, the next time you'll see this show, it will be in our brand new studio. We want you to be a part of all the updates, all the excitement. And I hope you can sense there's a generosity with giving this all away to you. You're like, holy cow, I'm our, our contact at Fidelity. She loves it when I give her shout-outs. She was talking about a friend of hers that was self-employed, and she was looking for a resource of how her friend could go figure out a way to, to set up a retirement right. plan. And she couldn't find anything. And this, that's kind of one of the reasons we did this show is that she told me, I was like, you're right. There aren't a lot of resources yeah. for people to kind of check off the boxes to know what options you ought to consider. We do this on purpose. We give it away to you. It's the abundance cycle. We want you to go and invest in yourself, be the best version of yourself, be successful, have those assets start growing. Once you reach two to $300,000 in level of assets and you start having some success, start having some complications, call us in. Yeah, we love We it. are the team that's going, you're the CEO of a successful enterprise. Let us be your CFOs and be successful with you. Moneyguy.com. If you want to go check out the our, the the website for the show, go to aboundwealth.com if you want to check out what we do in our day job. But thank you so much. I'm your host, Brian Preston, Mr. Bo Hansen. Come back next week and check out the new studio. The Money Guy podcast is hosted by Brian Preston. Brian Preston is a principal with Abound Wealth Management. Abound Wealth Management is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Security and Exchange Commission in accordance and compliance with the securities laws and regulations. Abound Wealth Management does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Money Guy podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice. (laughs) 